Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. My friends call me Zero. And as long as you're still here, you might as well call me that too. And as long as we're being friends, you should know I'm not a good guy. Truth be told, there's not much good left in this world. Like you, I have a job and I do it as well as I can. There aren't many opportunities for people with my sort of history and I was glad to find it despite the costs. I'm strolling through the mall towards a door marked Circuit 3. Some sort of play on the word security, I think. You see these doors everywhere. Little anonymous things that no one ever seems to go in or out of. It's really a sec-your-ID company annex. It's almost amusing to me that the company that operates the largest identity fraud security system, thanks to the audit, also operates a number of anonymous front companies to keep auditors like me from being found out. I always just call it the company, which makes things nice and simple. Hey, Zero, the front guard waves me through. Having a good night? Hey, a Frank. Bagged one so far, but you know what they say. The night is young. Good guy, Frank. He has yet to miss a day of work since I started here three years ago. God knows how he does it. He's one of those middle-aged dad bod types that probably get to the gym only when his wife nags him enough to go. But he's sharp, too, beneath a friendly demeanor. Of course, he works for Blackwell Security, so chances are he could throw down with the best of them one way or another. I head to the elevator and start down, letting the generic Muzak wash me over letting the generic Muzak wash over me. It smells like absolutely nothing in here, and it's probably the best thing I could imagine right now. I breathe it in deeply. The bell chimes, announcing that I've arrived on my floor, but the doors don't open immediately. Above the floor buttons is a small panel that reads, Verifying ID. Please wait. I swear the more things ask me to please wait, the more impatient I get. Finally, the doors slide silently open and let me out into the corridor. I head to the door marked Intake. Beyond the door is a mix of the locker room, waiting room, and communal showers. People of all sorts are milling about attending to their own business in various states of dress and undress. Hardly anything in here is surprising anymore, from three-piece suits to, well, me. I joined in the madness walking to my locker and opening it while I peel off my shirt and jeans. Don't you know you're supposed to avoid the bullets? Comes a woman's voice with a sweet-sounding drawl from the other side of the locked door. I don't need to see her for me to recognize it. The company didn't pay for all of us to be wired, Mars. And I give a small, involuntary laugh before wincing as a slim finger pokes at the dark bruising. Damn it. Now. I close the locker door and look at her. She's still damn gorgeous. Red-headed, compact, 
and I know for a fact she's probably one of the toughest people in this room, even before you count the hardwired body mods. Not my type, but you don't have to be an artist to appreciate a work of art. Bill's looking for you, sugar, she says. I figured he would be. If it helps, he looked pretty chipper, she says as she reaches out and pokes at the bruise again. Ow. Stop that. Damn woman. Probably should stop by medical to get that taken care of first. I'll bet they're broken. She gives me a thousand watt smile. It's bad enough she looks good. She knows she does and isn't afraid to use it to her advantage. That was the plan. I say as I pull a fresh shirt from the locker. You want to ask him about getting some decent body armor over those shirts. If he's going to send you into a shooting gallery, she says as she starts to walk off. I shake my head. Too damn expensive. Then I make my way towards medical. So now I'm lying down on this table with my arms up and tucked under my head while looking at a screen with a doctor's face on it while he's talking me through what the little Waldo arms on the table are doing. We're pulling out the smaller, unnecessary fragments before stapling the ribs back together, says the face. Give it to me straight, Doc. Am I going to make it? I say with a slightly wry grin. You should be fine, he returns humorlessly. I hate these dock-in-a-box things. I can never tell if that's actually a human on the other side or if it's just some sort of artificial intelligence meant to mimic a human. They never laugh at corny jokes either way, which just makes me dislike them more. I'm putting a recommendation for added calcium and phosphorus in your diet. A portion of your food allowance will be appropriated to follow the recommendation. Here come the staples. Try not to move around too much. I don't feel much other than a slight pressure, but I can hear the clicks and my brain is trying to scream inside my skull. But I keep it in check and hold still. Finally, it's done and the incision is cauterized shut with the faint smell of barbecue in my nose. I close my eyes for a moment and see images of people roasting in a fire, but snap them back open, blowing the air out quickly. That's not what I need to be thinking about right now. I slide off the table and pull the fresh t-shirt on finally, before heading towards Bill's office. I give a courtesy knock even as I open the door. He's sitting behind his desk, his blue button-down shirt threatening to escape from its tucked-in state. A small triangle of flesh showing just above his waistline. He's already got his hand out in anticipation, while the other holds a cord at the ready. Zero, come on in. Let's see what you've got for me tonight. I swear he gets off on this crap, but I try not to think about it, as I hand over my audit and take a seat. He looks at the plastic wrap with a mixture of glee and disgust. You could wash it off for someday. The chair looks like an old metal barber's chair, but stripped of all cushioning and more skeletal. Bill plugs the audit in and pushes a cap down over my skull. I can feel the soft bite of clamps before the tiny buzz of what I'm unreliably informed is completely harmless, high-frequency infrared lasers. But that could have also been the tech just messing with me. They were reading the chips stuck somewhere in my brain. Bill pulls a screen over and watches the scene at the apartment complex unfold from the view of my right eye, giving a laugh at the guy on the couch. Ha! <laughs> 
He went from playing a shooter to being shot like that. He snaps his fingers poorly. Finally, the scene finishes and the cap comes off. Good work. We'll have to take some of your payout to recompense Frontier for the loss of two other people, but that shouldn't be too deep a hole for you. If they lived there, they were probably entry-level plebs. Those always make the best rogue agent stories. Luckily, you came in under budget on your housing allowance, so you'll get part of that remainder as a bonus, while I, in turn, say thank you from my bank account for your generosity. He gives another of those horse-wheezing laughs. Keep that up, and maybe we'll both be able to retire. I sit up and stretch while he continues. As for that pistol, make sure it finds its way over to the property unit. They'll find the owner or a good home for it unless you want to deduct the price. No, they can have it. I don't carry unless I feel the need. Luckily, no one working in the auditing department uses their real name. There are too many angry people that would want retribution when we're off the clock. Excellent. Do you want that paid out in script? It gives me a leering smile and it occurs to me he could very well be someone's weird uncle for some reason. Do I ever? Hey, they make me ask. Besides, if you ever accepted it, you could be a rich man, 1500 IB deposited. Oh, while well, I've got you here, I'm going to have to hang on to your audit. The R&D boys have a new model, and they want you to field test it. He says as he slumps back in his chair, and I try my best to ignore that little winking triangle of skin as my own flesh crawls slightly. Why? Because I told them you're the best. Also, you don't take it easy on the equipment. How many did we go through before you finally stopped shooting the bad guys through the audit? He gives yet another laugh, and I can't really argue that point. But you got the job done every time. There's something special about that sort of consistency. He smiles at me with a mouthful of what I can only envision at the moment as shark's teeth. I like Bill. I really do. But I definitely do not like being near him more than I have to. So I say my goodbyes and head out of his office. The R&D section is downstairs. Way down at that, so it's back onto the elevator. I try my best not to imagine being locked in this tiny box with no cover, no room to move, and the terrible things that could happen to someone in here. Really, it's the cheery thoughts that keep me going. R&D really is a different world. A strange world where everything is made of glass and plastic. You can almost see from one side of the building to the next, and out the false windows to the projected cityscape. Even the workers' hazmat suits are completely translucent and no one is allowed underwear. The company doesn't want to take the risk of someone slipping things out. Makes sense when your service is what people depend on for society to operate. A lab tech walks up to me, slightly short, slightly pudgy, but if the slightly lighter color on his ring finger is any indication, his wife is a lucky woman. Ah, uh, 0128. He says with that know-it-all air that just rankles when I hear it. Yeah. We have your audit ready. Uh, you'll want to wait here, of course. We can't have you wandering around the place, after all. He says with that gleeful little tone of, I am better than you. And I swear I only picture dashing his smart little brains all over the floor twice. No, 
three times in the following half second. The thought is enough to allow me to smile back at him. Of course. So he wanders off and I start wondering what to do with my hands for a minute or three while I look around the place with my eyes. The glass panels make everything seem a little bit more surreal, bisecting people as they move around, fragmenting anything that might represent a clear view, but at the same time hiding nothing. It's like looking at a fractal image in a kaleidoscope. But I don't try to move and get a better view. Regardless of my curiosity, that would be a mistake. Finally, the tech comes back, holding what looks like a normal audit in his flat hand, palms facing upwards. Here we are now. Now, I'd say be careful with it, but we both know that's not the point of this little outing, is it? This audit contains all the same tech as previous models. So advanced rotating encryption, contour face mapping, microscale imaging, color sampling. Easy to understand external readout, and easily collapsible structure, right? This one also contains a quantum interface connection with the main database back here at home. That means no waiting for a cellular signal that could be snooped on by possible hackers. Nothing radiating to give it away. And instantaneous transmission of data. Isn't it marvelous? Honestly, I'm looking at this thing and not seeing much difference, but I could almost guarantee this guy is going to be stroking himself over it after he gets off work. Or... Maybe before, if what I'm seeing is anything to go by. So I take it out, do a few jobs, and then bring it back so you guys can see how it did. Is that about the gist of it? Oh, but you are a quick one, aren't you? He says in that gleeful tone again, and my brain turns to cheery thoughts once again. I take the thing from him and take some small measure of satisfaction from the look in his eyes as I wad it long ways fold it over itself and shove it into my pocket before stepping back onto the elevator. Stroke off to that, Jack. Up to the lobby and out the doors, giving Frank a wave and passing is my next journey. Once I'm back in the mall, I look down at my wrist. It's seven in the morning already. It must have taken longer with the dock in a box than I thought. When I walked in, it was only 2 a.m. I reach up and tap my ear to wake my phone up. Call home. The line rings and I have a moment. Just that slightly sickening moment where I'm sure she won't pick up the phone. Hello, comes the chipper voice of my wife. Ex-wife. I keep making that mistake. It's me. I managed while rummaging through my pockets for change, pointlessly, just out of habit. As I walk along the path towards the exit doors, weaving around the stream of people going about their daily lives. The mall is a neutral territory owned by Icarus. According to a rumor, surrounding it is more my kind of place, a free economic zone, which mostly means no one has come in to claim it. The FEZ acts like a buffer, no man's land, between the corporate-owned blocks, until one of them decides they need the space. Oh, and I hear it then and there, pure ice in her tone. Nothing could give me the chills like that tone and she is a master at delivering it. So I finished another audit. Money should be in the account by now. I managed as I stop in front of a vending machine and swipe my wristband in front of its reader. Yeah, and? She's clearly not in a good mood now. Can I talk to him? 
He's out playing with friends. Hard as a rock and twice as cold. Bull. It's seven in the morning. He's sitting there watching cartoons. So what if he is zero? From her lips, any name is an insult. You aren't allowed to see him. I didn't say see. I said talk. I stab at the buttons until the machine dutifully drops a pack of cigarettes. I open one and pull it quickly, the pack lighting it for me. Talking with Sandy, I need the nicotine quickly. No, you cannot talk to him. You cannot come over. I really wish you would quit calling altogether, but it's obvious that isn't going to happen. I take a drag just to keep from snapping an instant and regrettable reply, but she takes the opportunity to pounce. When was the last time you had an incident? I'm getting over those. The company takes money out for counseling. The lie is bitter, but I tell it because I have to, because I want to talk to my son. Which just means you're due for another one at any time. I can hear her struggling not to yell. He must be sitting right there. He's probably the only one who doesn't know me as Zero. Just Daddy. My hand is shaking as I take another drag and listen. You may think this is all well and good, that you can come home and everything will be normal, but all I remember is you, delirious, waving your damn gun at me and him. It's true. I can't even really deny it. I saw the video. And even though I am completely certain that wasn't me, it was. I had. Have a problem. But it's too hard to admit that to most people. Not that the sort of people I meet usually have the time for psychological chats. Sandy, I... No, I don't want to hear it. Just get him something nice. From Daddy. Can you do that, please? Maybe. And the call disconnects. I rub my face with my free hand and draw the hand back wet. Damn it, she can really stab it in all the right places. But that's what love is when love turns bitter. Showing someone who hates you completely every vulnerable part of yourself. Maybe, maybe I deserve it. Like I said before, I'm not a good guy. I kill people to try and hold some semblance of this former country together. Before that, I killed for this country on foreign soil and then again domestically. Some part of that must have gotten to me, gotten inside me. I wish I could let the memories go, stop picturing the worst things, find some small comfort in doing anything more than my job, but really, it's all I have left. I need a damn drink. Hey bro, you're sounding rough. A small voice buzzes in my ear, Sonny. Why are you in my phone, Sonny? Well, I tried to call you earlier, but you were in the middle of a job, and I remembered what you told me about not calling you in the middle of a job, so I kind of watched for a minute, but then you started splattering people, and that was kind of cool, but then I remembered the real pe- Did you remember what I told you about hacking into my stuff? That it is what a suave, sophisticated, and well-liked human does. Right. I also recall that I said never somewhere in there. Maybe. But I ignored it. So, anyways, are you going to Hot Lips tonight? Please say yes. Please say yes. 
Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com.